It all starts with having a clear vision of what you want. You can imagine you go in the desert and you find a lamp with the genie in it and you rub the lamp and the genie says, hey, listen, I'll give you several wishes. Screw three. Nobody needs three. How many wishes you want and what do you want? And no limitations. And that's where I start. Be a kid again and imagine. If you don't do that, you won't accomplish great things because you'll limit yourself. So if you want to take the limits off, you want to accomplish great things, pretend you have a genie. It's going to give you everything, anything you want. Write it down. And every single day, write it down again and again and again. And when you think and talk and act, everything needs to either go towards that or away from it. Welcome to the Midland Money Mindset Show. This is a podcast about the financial, money, and recreational mindset needed to successfully plan for and live your best life before and through retirement. Let's dive into today's show. I'm Larry Sprung, your host for the Midland Money Mindset Show and founder and wealth advisor of Midland Financial. Today's guest is Mike Sirocco, better known as C-Rock, the CEO of People Building Inc. and the powerhouse behind the What Are You Made Of? movement. C-Rock is a performance coach, an author, dynamic public speaker, visionary, and thought leader. He was recognized by Yahoo Finance as one of the top business leaders to follow in 2020 and is on a mission to build people. His drive comes from his ability to inspire others and measures his success on how he is able to help others achieve greatness. C-Rock had a fire lit in him at an early age. This fire has led his desire to help people see the greatness inside themselves using past events to fuel their own fire. This prompted him to write his debut book, Rocket Fuel. I'm excited to share my conversation with C-Rock and some great nuggets on how you can spark the fire within you. Well, hello, everybody. Larry Sprung here, and I have the distinct pleasure of being with Mike Sirocco, better known as C-Rock, CEO of People Building, Inc. Thanks for joining us, Mike. What's up, Larry? Great to be here, man. I always start every interview with gratitude, man. I just want to let you know how much I appreciate you having me and allow me to share with your audience. I'm truly humbled that people want to hear my voice, man. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Gratitude is an important thing. And that's what one of the key components of the show is all about mindset. And gratitude is definitely one of them. And I'm looking forward to sharing some great nuggets that you have with our audience. Let's roll right in, C-Rock. Tell us about your path to being one of the top business people to follow and the CEO of People Building Inc. How'd you end up here? I think it starts with having the right mentors, the right guides and the blueprint laid in front of you, and then just attacking it like a madman. No matter what people say about you, that you're crazy and obsessed and that you work too hard and that you think too big and you're just like using all that for fuel to go further. I think that's what it has to do with as as well as getting people around me to buy into a vision and a dream and basically multiplying all our efforts together. The results multiply with from our efforts. So yeah. So what was your background before this? I mean, what led you up to here today? Well, I've I've been in sales since 1998. I started in-home sales, got into real estate and then mortgages. And I started as a loan officer and quickly got out of that to developing a team and several branches in the mortgage industry. And at the end of the day, I was waking up in the morning realizing that it was more about building people rather than the mortgage business. I was building everyone around me. See, when I was three or four years old, my mom used to tell me all the time, hey, you're inspiring. You're going to be like a leader. And she like programmed me with this thought process, even before I knew what those words meant, that I was supposed to lead people. I was supposed to help. 
Mm-hmm. So all my life, that's all I focus on. And even despite when people don't want help sometimes and they start to resent you, which I've worked through and developed an idea and when to help people, when not to help people and how to get people to accept help. Sure. <laughs> Sure. Listen, you had a great path. It seems like you're destined for where you are today. And you brought up something a little bit earlier, mentors. I really feel that that is key to somebody's success. And I find that a lot of people, especially younger people, they don't really know. Where do you find a mentor? How do you find a mentor? Do you find somebody that you admire, look up to, and just approach them and ask them to be a mentor? I remember when I was young getting into my business, there was a guy I read about in a magazine. He had a big practice. Practice, something that I wanted to aspire to. And this was before email and internet was as popular and as easy to access as it is now. So I actually sent him an old school letter and I ended up getting a response from him. And that left a huge impression on me from that point on saying, hey, you know what? I have to be there for others in my industry or in other industries to help them just like this advisor helped me. So I think it's a hard thing for young people to grasp sometimes. So how do you find these mentors and how do you go about establishing that relationship? Because I think they're key. Yeah, I mean, I think that from a young age, when you're younger, it's just whoever's around that you gravitate towards and hopefully you gravitate towards the right person. But I think it all starts with having a clear vision of what you want, the kind of ideal life. And you can imagine you go in the desert and you find a lamp with the genie in it and you rub the lamp and the genie says, hey, listen, I'll give you several wishes. Screw three. Nobody needs three. How many wishes you want and what do you want? And no limitations. And that's where I start. And then this is the part that gets like people like, shutting down sometimes. They just can't understand this. And if you just hang with me and listen to this, mm-hmm. be a kid again and imagine. And if you don't do that, you won't accomplish great things because you'll limit yourself. So if you want to take the limits off, you want to accomplish great things, hear me out. Pretend you have a genie. It's going to give you everything, anything you want. Write it down. And every single day, write it down again and again and again. And when you think and talk and act, everything needs to either go towards that or away from it. That's your two choices. It simplifies everything and make obviously every decision and action and word go towards that ideal life. When you do that, you'll understand like who the person is that's in that industry, that journey to where you're going to go or has done what you want to do. And once you find that person, you find out if they wrote books, if they have seminars, if they have YouTube videos, whatever they have, and absorb everything that they have for free first. When after you've done that and you see, make sure that that's the person, then you can reach out to them. And my thing is, is like, I want to see how I can bring value to my mentor. I want to help first. What can I do? Can I work for free? Can I buy a program from you? What can I do for you? Mm -hmm. Because I want to learn from you. That's how you do it. People talk about charity all the time and they say, you know, in terms of charity, give until it hurts. And I don't believe in that. I think it resonates here as well. Give until it feels good, right? Why does it have to hurt? It should feel good. Yeah. The other point you bring up, which I think is fantastic, is we become adults and we have the grind that we have to go through for our family, our career, and all the other outside influences. And we have a tendency to forget about how we were able to do things as a kid and literally had a conversation yesterday with a guy, a business owner. And he said to me, he goes, January 1, I wrote down an audacious goal. I want to 10x my business in the next five years. And he said to me, I have no idea how I'm going to do it, but I already got a call that's going to lead me towards that. So it's almost like by writing it down, believing it and working towards it, like you said, I'm already on the path. And you figure it out along the way. You have to make those decisions towards those goals, right? Yeah. Yep. You're the powerhouse behind the what are you made of movement. Can you tell us what that's about? I believe in self-talk. I talk to myself all the time. I'm crazy. But 
what are you made of is something I say to myself a lot because as a kid, if I take you back, you know, I came from a broken home. I don't remember my parents together. I lived with my mom for until I was eight doing the every, every other weekend thing with my dad. And when I was eight, my dad talked me into moving in with him and his new wife. And for three years I lived there, there was a lot of conflict, a lot of child support custody, different things like that battles. There was the step parents being involved, their, their agendas getting a lot of conflict with that. And then other kids are there as well. Like they start having other kids in the families. It's just a lot of chaos. And I was going through a lot of emotional, psychological abuse in this situation. And I decided to get out of this house when I was about 11, moved back with my mom. And when my dad found out via court papers was a drop, bomb dropped on him, I guess, you know, I didn't share it with him because I was scared. And we found out I got confronted when I came home from school one day. Now, my dad was my hero, Larry. He had his own masonry business, laid block, concrete, all that. It was very successful, big forearms, rough hands. And he always carried a wad of $100 bills around in his pocket with him. And I always looked up to him for that. I thought it was the coolest thing. And he used to flash that the wad around. And <laughs> so I knew $100 bills meant something. <laughs> now, when he came back and confronted me and I shared with him that I definitely wanted to do that, it's something I wanted to leave. And I'm sure he was hurt. But at the end of the day, he takes that wad of $100 bills out. He peeled one off, crumpled it up and threw it at me and said, you're going to need this when you're living on the streets with your mother one day. <laughs> and, you know, as an 11 year old kid, you're thinking, is this really happening? Like, this, right. this is like what? When you're a kid, though, you think things are ordinary. You don't know any different. So you're like, this is, must be what I got to deal with. But my mom always told me something when she was going to file the court papers. She said, if I do this, you got to stick to your guns. You can't be flip flopping. It's not the way it works. They're going to try to talk you out of it. And in life, Mikey, they used to call me Mikey. In life, you have to be stubborn to your beliefs because people will have their own agendas that they'll try to talk you out of it. And if you're advancing and doing well, there's going to be people that try to pull you back. Sure. So you need to be stubborn, stick to your guns. I looked that word stubborn up, Larry, recently. And that word had two definition, two words in the definition that really struck me. Because a lot of times people think stubborn's a bad thing. They think uh, it has a negative connotation. And I like to use the word stubborn rather than persistence because it wakes people up a little bit. It gets mm-hmm. their attention. It doesn't have the lullaby effect where it goes in one ear and out the other. And there's two words that, that are in the definition is perversely unyielding. Now, if I want something in life and I want to accomplish something and I'm perversely unyielding towards it, mm-hmm. you better believe I'm going to get it. <laughs> so I remember my mom saying that. So I stuck to my guns and I realized that I'm not going to follow that guidance my dad gave me about that $100 bill. I'm not going to need that. My whole life, I've been driving off of this fire that was lit there, and I didn't realize it. Two to three years ago, I started analyzing. I went through a phase and a couple events that made me look back on my life and say, no matter what I go through, why are my graphs consistently going up on things? Like a good graph, like a line graph, you know, success, a graph Mm -hmm. gradually goes up, right? And mine was doing that despite people screwing me over, getting in like the wrong crowds. Like, But what I found was I was taking everything that would stop the average mindset person. And I wasn't just pushing it away and not paying attention to it and getting back to where I was before. I was actually taking it, storing it in my tank and converting it into rocket fuel to not only just go back to where I was originally before the setback, but like just blasting through it. And the thing is, the crazy thing is when you become aware of something like this and not just subconsciously doing it, the graph started to go on a higher trajectory. And now I've bottled it. Now I'm sharing it. It's a law. If you implement what I talk about with this rocket fuel concept, it's a law. It's a matter of fact, you cannot be stopped. You become unstoppable and indestructible. That is awesome. So basically you took what you're made of and you're never going to have to utilize that $100 bill, right? Right. Might as well leave it in the bank. (laughs) Yeah. Your original question, what are you made of? I think this to myself, anytime I'm going through tough times, like in business now or relationships. I'm like, this ain't nothing. I've been through, come on, man. What are you made of? 
Right. And I have wristbands that, ha- that say, what are you made of? It reminds me all the time. I'm like, come on, man, what are you made of? We got this. Or it, it's not just for bad things. When things are going great and I right. want to like not get complacent and comfortable and take it to the next level, I'm asking that question. What are you made of? Yeah, it's just like a refocusing tool for you, really, to get you back on track or keep you on track one way or the other. Yep. You made a comment earlier about mindset earlier, which I think is excellent because a lot of what you talk about comes down to relationships and mindset. Why do you think that these things are so important and how do they come together? Well, our minds are very powerful. So our minds, when people think of minds, they think their brain, which is not, that's not the same thing. Your mind is something that's, I don't even know where it is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> where is your head? Where's your mind? But your mind is something that is out somewhere else and it's working off of your spirit and your body and your brain and it controls things. It's like your CPU, like for your computer, man. And, and if you're not operating properly with your mind set or your programmed mind, you're going to go down the wrong road in anything that you do. So when you have your mindset on the right things and mine is rocket fuel, unstoppable, indestructible, you can accomplish whatever you want. Like you set your mind to it, you program your mind, and then you're off to the races. It's kind of like your car GPS. And so that's why that's important. And secondly, people are, you can't do anything great without people. When you add people, you don't get double production. You don't get triple production. You get multiple production. So I always look at it as if I get other people involved, we're not going to double and triple our business. We can hit that 10X number right? because there's some kind of multiplication effect that happens. So people with mindset is again, that's like rocket fuel too. That's like unstoppable. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You got to have that abundance mindset also in order to bring other people in. And some people don't understand that. They, They don't understand that, hey, I can only bring it so far myself in order to bring it to that 10X. And like you say, add the rocket fuel. I got to have the mindset and the people that are going to go with me and help me execute it, right? You can't do it alone. No, and in business, people don't cost money because you don't keep the people around that aren't doing the right things. So when you bring people in and you set the agenda and you make sure you're aligned with your goals and visions, with their personal goals and visions, and you set expectations and hold each other accountable, people don't cost money. They make you money. They're an investment. Yeah, but they cost you money if you don't do the things that you're supposed to do and leading the right way. And that's the problem. People don't know how to lead people. They don't know how to hold people accountable, set the expectations and goals and visions. And of course, people cost money at that point, but that's not the right way to do things. So I would say that if you feel they're costing you money, they're probably not a good fit for you then. It's not them that's costing you, though. It's you that's costing you. Because <laughs> you're not opening yourself up and bringing them in, right? And exactly. collaborating with them. Yeah, I live in a 100% responsibility world. So when you deal with something that's not going the right way, it's on you to fix it. Mm-hmm. That's the only way. To the degree you give up responsibility, you give up control. You're either the puppet or the puppet master. Are there any points at which, even though it's in your control, that you've done everything you can do and there's no more to be done and it's not your fault any longer or you still have to take responsibility, you think? To the degree you give up responsibility, no matter what, you give up control. Right. So there's always a situation where you can think, okay, what could I have done differently? Now, recently, personally, I'm dealing with my mortgage business. We have 40 employees. People come and go, but I don't usually lose people that I want to keep. And recently, I lost one or two people. And in the adversity... The closer you are in proximity to an adversity, the less hope you have, the less light at the end of the tunnel you see. But I found with my concept is you got to acknowledge as fast as possible that something's going on that's not right or normal. You accept the fact and don't try to deny it. And then you take action looking for the opportunity immediately. And what I find when this happens just recently is I'm finding that the people around me that are still here are stepping up and going beyond where they were before. And so you see that, wow, man, things like this happen for a reason. They do. 
So don't wait a month or a year and look back and say, oh, I know why that happened now. That's why. No, no, no. As soon as it happens, man, where's the opportunity? Let's find it right now. Let's maximize it right now and take advantage of it. And that's what my rocket fuel concept law is all about. I'm like John Maxwell. He's got the leadership. I got the rocket fuel. (laughs) There you go. So listen, I mean, you talk about, and you've talked about it a little bit earlier, how you've encountered setbacks and you've turned that into rocket fuel to propel you forward and whatnot, especially in the environment that we're coming out of now. 2020 was a tough year for a lot of people. People faced setbacks. What are a couple of things that if you're one of the people listening, you faced a setback or two in recent time, how can you take those setbacks, bundle them up and really propel you to move forward and get out away from those setbacks and start moving in the direction you want to go? Well, before I answer your question, I got to express something to you regarding the question because I hear this a lot. And if people think this way, this is a problem. I hope you don't mind. I'm going to make a suggestion here because I think every year, every month, every day, there's people struggling. So last year, it just happened to be COVID, right? It happened to be an election year. It just happened to be those things. So every year has something. If you set your mind to focus on that, you're going to have those issues. To answer your question now, I don't focus on the things. I look at what opportunities are available at all times, especially when other people see something like COVID or they see something bad happening or whatever, and they're caught watching. While they're stuck there, I'm doing looking for opportunities. So that's what it's all about. It's how you reframe your mindset, right? And you're thinking about at all times, where's the opportunity here? Where is it? Now, the rocket fuel concept is a proactive concept. You have to prepare yourself for this by taking care of your body, hydrating, exercising, putting good food and and resources into your body, reading, filling yourself with knowledge, preparing yourself for battle. Because it's not easy. I'm not saying it's easy to turn setbacks into rocket fuel. It's a battle sometimes. But you proactively prepare and train yourself. And then when you do, if anything that comes your way that would generally stop an average mindset person, you acknowledge it, accept it, and take action for looking for opportunities. And that's how you do it. It's not rocket science. (laughs) (laughs) So I think what you're saying is really what you have to do is whether it's COVID or anything else, you have to change your mindset and how you approach things. Negative things are going to happen. You don't want to focus in and hone in on those things. You want to stay focused in and honed in on those things that we can control. We can't control COVID, but we can control our own actions. And you want to control those items and stay focused on where we're going to go. And it'll help us power through those bumps that are ultimately going to come. 2021, there'll be something else, right? Yeah. We're all always facing different events in our lives. Yeah. If you can think about like a lot of people didn't want Biden. A lot of people didn't want Trump. No matter who's elected, if you're going to let that control your destiny, you got problem, regardless of who the president is. So I like to think to myself, I am in control of my destination, my destiny, and I'm responsible for it no matter what. So I'm going to create my own economy. I'm mm-hmm. going to create and make it happen. And when you get this, man, I'm telling you, this changes everything. Because when you give up control to other people, it's scary. It's a bad feeling to be in a situation where you got to rely on someone else to make a decision or take an action. Mm -hmm. So that's another thing with responsibility. That's one of my words for this year to really focus on, because when you don't have that 100% responsibility, procrastination sets in the waiting game where you're waiting for someone else to do something or take action or something to happen for you to make something. And so you have no control and the blame game starts. And when you blame someone, it never feels good. I don't understand why some people blame people to get something out of their way. But when you blame someone, there's nothing ever, ever good that comes from it. And two, it never feels good. Yeah. But what does feel good is when you take responsibility, even a conflict and you say, hey, that's on me, man. That's on me. You take the wind out of the other person's sails 
And then usually what happens is they're like, no, 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 man. It's my bad. It's my bad. And then everything's solved. So, well, it's funny. As you started saying that, nobody can see this, but you pointed at me. I remembered something my mom said when I was really young, which is remember when you're pointing at somebody, right? There's always four fingers pointing back at you or three fingers pointing back at you. So you got to take ownership of that and, and think about that as well. I think people just don't think about it. Like it does not. I was thinking about this a couple weeks ago. It doesn't feel good to blame people. I don't even know why people do it. It usually doesn't solve anything either, which doesn't help you move forward like we're talking about. So the book Rocket Fuel, what is it about exactly? Is it talking about your setbacks and how you turn that into rocket fuel? Or is it more along the lines of what people should be doing intentionally in order to keep moving forward? What's the book about and who should be reading it? So it's all of that. So it tells my story in detail, things that I went through, some anecdotes in there as well of how I came up with this concept. Again, look, there's nothing new out there, right? It's just how people frame it for their situation, their personality. What I'm saying may have been said by someone else in a different way, but my thing will relate with different people. So yeah, it has all that. But also over the last couple of years, I've been through going through maybe a midlife crisis. I don't know. (laughs) And I lost some important people in my life. And it did like had me doing a lot of soul searching. I had a few huge setbacks and I had to take control of those things, even though someone watching and looking out from the outside would think, no, that's not your fault. Like you, you did everything right, but that's not the way I had to handle it to advance. And so I have the stories in there about that, as well as mentorships that I've taken on over the last couple of years and shared what I've learned and how I've applied it to my business and what's happened in my life too. So it's not just an entrepreneurial book. It's more of a lifestyle book, mindset book. And when people are done reading this book, and if they implement what I talk about, they will be able to accomplish anything that they can think of. Now, physically, I can't dunk a basketball, by the way. I'm five, six and three quarters. Well, listen, I'm six, three and I can't dunk either. So don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah, so we're not talking about physically like dunking a basketball, for example, or lifting a million pounds, but we're talking about spiritually, financially accomplishing things. Right. You brought something up when you were telling us about the book, mentorship. And I think something that gets lost, and we talked about mentors earlier, a lot of people feel, oh, I need a mentor, I want a mentor. And what I found in my own personal experience, and I'd like to hear about you, because I'm sure you mentor people also, I find that being the mentor sometimes gives me so much gold and so much pride in working with that person that I almost get as much from being the mentor as I do when I was or am a mentee. Do you agree with that? Yeah. Yeah. People like a lot of times won't believe what I'm about to tell you, but I have insecurities myself. I have a saying that goes like this. It's never as bad as I think it is. And it's never as good as people think it like appears to them, you know? So I think the feedback that I get from mentoring someone or all the content that I put out on social media and and getting it out there and the feedback that I get really lifts my spirits, lifts my self-value that I think of myself a lot of times. I don't know if that's healthy or not. I think it's a good thing, but absolutely. And then the lessons I get sometimes when I learn from hearing myself share information to someone and the way they interpret it, sometimes I learn from it. Sure. So yeah, yeah, hundred percent, man. Yeah, it's so rewarding from both sides. Now, in your view, since this is what you do, what tools are available for people to change their mindset? Let's say they're one of these people that are not in that forward focusing mode and always looking to move forward. What can they do? What's available for them to change their mindset and utilize these setbacks as rocket fuel to in order to change their future? Yeah, there's a couple of things that everybody hears about. And I mentioned before, I think a lullaby effect, you'll hear it. And it's like, oh, yeah, gratitude. Yeah, I know, I know. Gratitude for me is... Wake up, everybody that's listening. 
Like really listen to this because I know you've heard it before, but when I wake up in the morning, I'm thankful and I go through gratitude exercise and I, I think of things that I'm thankful for. It eliminates everything to complain about. So basically, if you think about you're driving down a road and there's a bunch of hurdles in the road and all of a sudden somebody just comes and sweeps them all out and smooths out the road and you're good to go. That's what gratitude does for me in the morning. The other thing is I think about the fact, I don't apologize for my beliefs. It's a shame we have to nowadays, but I believe in omnipotent God creator that put me on this planet and put you on this planet, everybody that's listening on this planet. And just because you may not believe that doesn't mean that I don't believe that you were put here by an omnipotent God. Now, omnipotent means all powerful. So when I think about that, I think I'd be really naive and disrespectful to my creator, our creator, to think that we can't overcome anything and that we can't take a setback and use it to propel us. And also, I think that we don't know what our true potential is. So for us to limit ourselves is not doing what we're supposed to be doing and put here for. So I think if you just switch your perspective and understand that, I feel bad for those that don't think that there's a creator, that somebody put us here and gave us potential and a mission to be on. I don't know what to tell them. (laughs) I just know that that's the case. And that's what helps me. And if somebody wants to say, Hey, C-Rock, what's going on with you, man? Like there's something different about you. What is it? And I share that with them. It's because I've experienced it. It's not something that I'm trying to just put off because I have it in my brain, for example. Right. So tool-wise, gratitude for you, your belief system. Very spiritual. Very spiritual. Are there other ways that people should also consider in order to get them in that right mindset? I mean, reading Rocket Fuel is probably going to be very helpful. Have there been other tools that you've used in order to keep your mindset in check and in focus? Well, taking care of my body, hydration, putting the right kinds of food in, exercise, all stuff people have heard before. You're hearing it for a reason, guys. And the other thing is being around the right people, getting Mm -hmm. people out of my life that don't support my dreams and my mission. I don't want anybody out of my life that's in my life, but if they're not going to support it and they're going to try to steal my dreams and the the ability that I have to impact people and help people, I'm not going to have it. So I think that's a huge part of it too. You need people around you that are supporting you and lifting you up. And if you have to go back to your being yourself by yourself and then adding one person at a time that is supportive and thinks bigger than you. And it's always good to be the small fish in a big pond, man. Right. So listen, what do they say? You're a reflection of your five closest friends, right? Yeah. I've thought about it over time, which I'm sure you've reflected on it as well and looked at how that circle of friends has changed and emerged and morphed over the last 10, 20 years. It certainly has. It changed from a perspective of what I'm getting personally, what I'm getting for my business. Like you said, you want to surround yourself with like-minded people who are going to encourage you and propel you towards your goals, not away from them. I mean, it makes sense. Yeah. That goes back to the, every decision, thought, action that you make is either going towards your ideal life or away from it. Like just simplify things, guys. Yeah. It doesn't have to be difficult. I think we make things more challenging than it should be at times. So listen, C-Rock, it's been a great pleasure having you. And the last question we ask all our guests is what did you do today that brought you joy and put you in the right mindset for success? Thank you, Larry. I did several things, but I'll just mention one thing that I really did enjoy today was earlier today, I got to interview a gentleman that was in a uh, pretty successful hip hop, R&B, rap group and Spectacular Smith, we call him Spec, but I'm honored to be able to have met some great people. And a few years ago, thinking about the fact of having a podcast and then having guests that like sold millions of records. I mean, that's just to me, it's like, wow, man, you can do whatever you want. Right. I'm living it. And the reason, by the way, Larry, I'm doing this, it's not for me. Like I have a group of people in my mortgage company and I told them I was going to do something and I'm doing it to show them that they can do it. 
Because mm-hmm. I'm just an ordinary dude, man. <laughs> yeah. Well, listen, it, it brings you joy. And what do they say is if you enjoy what you do, you never work a day in your life, right? Yep. That's the saying. So listen, C-Rock, it's been a pleasure having you on the show. Thanks. Just tell people, how can they find you? How can they learn more about the book? So the book is available on Amazon and my website, Mike C-Rock with no K, C-R-O-C, MikeCROC.com forward slash book. And then Instagram and, and Clubhouse, man. If you're on the Clubhouse app, Instagram, it's Mikey C-Rock. Find me, man. I'm speaking all over Clubhouse. I love engaging with people on Instagram. I, I put a lot of content out on Instagram to make sure people see what I'm about so you can trust me before you do any of my programs. And I can't wait for people to read the Rocket Fuel book. By the way, Grant Cardone wrote the forward for the book. Awesome. And he shares what Rocket Fuel means to him and his life and business. Yeah. So listen, definitely follow him. Take his own advice, which was take everything you can for free. Make sure that they're a good mentor for you, which I'm sure you will think that after you follow C-Rock and then reach out to him. So thanks for being on the show, C-Rock, and make it a great day. Thanks, Larry. Appreciate you, man. I want to thank Mike Sirocco, C-Rock, for being a guest on the Midland Money Mindset Show. C-Rock is a passionate leader and has used past events, mindset, and relationships as rocket fuel to propel him and his business. He's an inspiration to those that know and follow him. I felt there were so many great takeaways from this show, and I encourage you to get a copy of his book, Rocket Fuel, as I did, and learn more about C-Rock's story. He's an active member on all social media platforms, and I encourage you to follow him. All his contact information that you'll need to know will be found in the show notes. Thank you for joining us this week on the Midland Money Mindset. Make sure you visit our website at midlandfinancial.com and be sure to smash the subscribe button so you don't miss a show. We encourage you to help others find our valuable content. And listen, please don't keep us a secret. You can also schedule an Is There a Fit call right from our website or by using the link that you'll find in the description section of your podcast player or app. Be sure to join us for our next episode to learn more about the mindset needed to successfully plan for and live your best life before and through retirement. The opinions voiced in the Midland Money Mindset Show with Lawrence Sprung are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All indices are unmanaged and may not be invested into directly. Investing involves risk, including possible loss of principal. No strategy ensures success or protects against loss. To determine what may be appropriate for you, consult with your attorney, accountant, financial or tax advisor prior to investing. Investment advisory services offered through CWM LLC, an SEC registered investment advisor. Guests on the Midland Money Mindset Show are not affiliated with CWM LLC.